Now we reach the final verses of Surah Al-Hajj, which is a conclusion to the surah. Ya ayyuhalladina amanu, O you who have believed. At the beginning of the surah, who was addressed? Ya ayyuhannas, O people, ittaqu rabbakum, fear your Lord. At the end of the surah, who is addressed? Those who believe. O you who believe, what should you do? Irka'u, do rukur. وَاسْجُدُوا and do sujood وَعْبُدُوا رَبَّكُمْ and worship your Lord وَفْعَلُوا الْخَيْرَ and do good لَعَلَّكُمْ تُفْلِحُونَ so that you may be successful. In this surah we see many commands were given. Hajj was mentioned. And in particular the Muslims were told to rise up and defend themselves. And they should not worry because Allah is going to aid them. Allah is going to defend them. And over here we are given the way to success. How is it that a person achieves success? How do you become of the muflihun? لَعَلَّكُمْ تُفْلِحُونَ How does that happen? It begins with rukur. O you who believe, four things are mentioned here. First of all, irka'u wasjudu. Irka'u do rukur. Rukur is a position of bowing in salah. What do you say in rukur? Subhana Rabbi al-Azim. Right? You glorify your Lord. You mention His greatness. You ask Allah for forgiveness. You praise Him. Subhanallahi wa bihamdi. You can say different forms of tasbih. Why? Because you're praising, you're glorifying Allah. And what physical position are you in? You are bowing down. Why? Because you are humbling yourself before Allah, admitting His greatness, showing that you are in need of Allah. So, O you who believe, do rukur. Humble yourselves before Allah, bow down before Allah, and in rukur, glorify Him, praise Him, seek forgiveness, ask Him for help, seek what you need from Him. Those besides Allah that people call upon, they cannot help you. They're weaker than a fly even. If you need help, you need something to be done, seek Allah's help. Humble yourself before Allah. Irka'u. Wasjudu. Secondly, do sujood. Irka'u rukur already shows humility. But sujood, what does that show? Even more humility. So be humble and then be even more humble if you want Allah's help. And in sujood, that's the closest position that you can have near Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When you're most humble, you will find Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala closest to you. That'll be the nearest that you can get, the closest that you can get in this world. So be humble, increase in humility, seek more forgiveness, Praise and glorify Him even more. Ask Him for even more help. Pray salah. Irka'u wasjudu. Ruku' and sujood. Both of these positions, what are they in? In salah. And remember, earlier we learned in the surah that those people who seek Allah's help and Allah gives them victory, what do they do? What do they do? Aqamu salata. They establish the prayer. So, O oh, you who believe, if you wish to be successful, pray. Perform salah. Because what is salah? Salah is basically a mirror, meaning something that will show you the state of your iman. 
It reflects your iman. What is the state of your faith? What is the state of your relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? What is it like? And the way your salah will be, that is how you will receive Allah's help. Because a relationship is two-sided, right? We cannot keep asking, Ya Allah, give me this, give me this, give me this, give me this, and we do nothing in return, nothing at all. No. The way we pray salah, that is exactly how we will be treated by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because salah is the connection. It is the connection between us and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So if you wish to be successful, pray salah. Do rukur. Do sujood. And pray salah. The fard of it. The wajib of it. Meaning that which is obligatory. And beyond that also. The Prophet ﷺ, the one command that he was given in Makkah, meaning the one ritual that he was told to perform in Makkah, was which one? Salah. You know when it comes to fasting, the actual ritual fasting, meaning with the details and everything, that came later on in Medina. When it comes to zakat also, all the details, they come later on in Medina. When it comes to all the major commands of the sharia, all the laws, they come later in Medina. But in Makkah, one of the first commands that was given to the Prophet ﷺ was, قُمِ اللَّيْلِ Stand in the night. And do what? Pray salah. Perform the prayer. Perform the prayer. And we see that the Prophet ﷺ and the Muslims, they would perform twice a day in Makkah. And it wasn't fard like it became later on, but it was something that they were supposed to do. They were required to do it. But if somebody was not able to do it, it wasn't a big deal. But later on we see that when the Prophet ﷺ went from Mi'raj, and that was towards the end of the Meccan era, then five prayers were made obligatory. So we see that when a person becomes a Muslim, when a person accepts Islam, you know, when a person becomes serious about his religion, then one of the first things that he needs to focus on is his prayer. Because you cannot have a proper relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala unless and until you speak to Him. Unless and until you, you pay attention to Him. You think about Him. You spend some time talking to Him, glorifying Him, praising Him, seeking His forgiveness, seeking His help. اِهْدِنَ الصِّرَاطَ mustaqim. You are required to say that in every rakah of salah. Why? Because you are asking Allah for help. So if you want to be successful, then what is the number one thing you need to focus on? You need to work on, you need to improve. What is that? Salah. And the thing is that salah is amazing. You can never reach a level where you can say, yeah, now I've perfected my salah. I have mastered my prayer. You can never say that. You know, for instance, there is a hadith in which we learn that if a person performs wudu like the Prophet ﷺ did, and he performs two rak'ah salah in which he does not speak to himself. If he performs two rak'ah salah like that, in which he does not speak to himself, then his sins are forgiven. And you know, if you try, like for example, you're performing two nafil, and you tell yourself, I'm not going to speak to myself. I'm only going to... You know, speaking to yourself means having a conversation with yourself. Thinking. In your salah, you know, you start with that intention, I'm not going to talk to myself. I'm only going to focus on the words of salah. You know, I'm really going to pray salah with focus, attention, khushur. And what happens in your tashahud? You ask yourself, did I talk to myself? Yeah, you just did. Right? You just did. Now this hadith, what does it teach us? That you have to 
try. In every salah, you have to try to make it better. Every salah must be performed with that effort that I want to make my salah better. And if you begin to think that, yeah, now my salah is good, I think I've mastered khushur. No way. You haven't mastered it. You can never master it. It's not possible because you're a human being. You have a heart and mind that keeps working and you cannot stop it. Right? You cannot stop it. You cannot turn it off. Once it's turned off, you're dead. Right? So as long as you're alive, this brain is working, this heart is working, it's thinking, it's feeling. So in salah, there will definitely be distractions. So keep trying and trying to improve and better your prayer. Exactly. You can always improve your salah by adding more adhkar to it. Right? Saying certain du'as, adhkar. I mean, there are certain adhkar that we learned as kids. Right? Until today we say them. Without bringing any variety. From the wealth of adhkar that the Prophet ﷺ has left behind for us. But we don't take advantage of that. We just say, It's so quickly that we don't even think about it. Yes? Once I was discussing with my friend, she said, I want to tell you a story. A man, he thought that he really prays really true good. He said, oh Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, show me in my dreams about my prayers. He was used to close his eyes while praying for more kushu. And you know, I was quite <laughs> afraid when she told me the story. Then in his dream, he saw a woman wearing white dress. But uh, he saw her back. When the woman turned towards him, she was blind. So she told me, you know, the sunnah is to look at the place of sajda or towards your feet. So the more you follow the sunnah, the better your salah will be. The more khushur you will have. And unless your salah is good, your connection with Allah is not good. It's not good. Like seriously, when you pray salah consciously, and you prayed salah, like the way you should pray, Do you feel closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala afterwards? Clearly you do. But what happens when you rush through prayer? Do you even want to think about how you prayed? No. Because if you start thinking about how you prayed, you feel guilty and you feel afraid. So just don't even think about it. Yeah, yeah, I have khushu. I I was praying properly. Don't even go that side. Right? The fact that you don't want to discuss it, even with yourself, is an evidence that you didn't pray properly. The battle for constant khushu and salah, it stops us from making our prayer stagnant. Uh, It stops us from making it seem like a habitual thing where we just do it without thinking about it. The point of salah is to connect directly with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And if we just do things out of habit, then they become meaningless. And even khushu, even if you don't think about anything during salah, that doesn't mean you're doing it right because you have to think about the words that you're saying. You have to think about what you're saying to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yes, and... Because salah, it can never be stagnant in the sense that you always have to try to make it better. Your relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also can never remain stagnant. You know, either you are improving it or you are ruining it. It's like that. Either you are improving it or you are ruining it. I remember somebody once mentioned to me that, gave me an example, that seeking knowledge is like going upstream. You know, rowing upstream. Going against the water basically. Right? So as long as you are rowing, You are going. You're moving forward. But the moment you stop, what will happen? Will you stay where you are? No. What will happen to you? You will flow with the water and go backwards. And this is how ibadah is. 
as long as you're working on it to make it better, you are going forward. You are drawing closer and closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the moment you stop working on it, you fall behind. So your salah should be taking you closer to Allah. And if our salah is not taking us closer to Allah because we're not giving it its due haq, then you know what? We could be going farther away from Allah. So, يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا اِرْكَعُوا وَاسْجُدُوا Thirdly, وَعْبُدُوا رَبَّكُمْ Worship your Lord. Pray salah, but there's more ibadah besides salah also. Perform those acts of worship. To your Lord, for your Lord, to draw closer to Him. وَعْبُدُوا رَبَّكُمْ Pay attention to fasting also. Dhikr also, through the day. Pay attention to different acts of worship. وَفْعَلُوا الْخَيْرَ And do al-khayr, perform good. لَعَلَّكُمْ تُفْلِحُونَ What is وَفْعَلُوا الْخَيْرَ You see, after ibadah, khayr. It's become more and more general. Start beginning with salah, then ibadah, rituals, acts of worship. And then after acts of worship, different good deeds. And this includes, you know, for instance, being good to the creation, spending in charity, helping them, looking after the needy, going to visit someone who is sick, giving good advice. All of this is part of وَفْعَلُ khair. So fill your time and your life with khair. Because if it's not filled with khair, then what will happen? It will be filled with shar. Same thing. Either you're going forward, or you are going backwards. So وَفْعَلُ khair. Don't just avoid haram. You know sometimes we say, yeah I don't date, and I don't flirt, and I don't you know, have alcohol, and I don't do all these wrong things that people do. But at the same time, what is filling my life? What is filling my time? How many hours are spent on, you know, socializing? And how many hours are spent doing something khair? Like going to visit a sick person. You know, calling someone who needs advice. Spending some time with family. Showing love to our children reading a book to our child, taking them to the library so that they can grow in their literacy. I mean, all of these things, if done with the right intention, they are khair. And we need to see what is occupying our lives, our time. What is it occupied with? وَفْعَلُوا الْخَيْرِ لَعَلَّكُمْ تُفْلِحُونَ So we see over here in this ayah, we are given the tools of productivity. Right? That if you want to be successful, you have to be productive. And how are you productive? Work on your salah. Fill your life with ibadah. Fulfill the purpose of your life. And fill your time, your life with good works. And sometimes we think that, oh, good work is, you know, like for example, the weekend class that I go to. That's good. Okay, alhamdulillah, this is good. And this is something that we should be grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for, that Allah gave us a tawfiq, the ability to spend two days a week studying His book, reflecting on His book, deriving lessons from it so that we can better the condition of our heart and better the condition of our lives. This is a huge blessing. And we are grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for that. But also beyond that, what else are we doing? What about the five days? What are we doing in the remaining five days? Is it just school? Is it just work? Or do we make time for different works of khair? Volunteering somewhere. You know, contributing some money for a good cause. If not that, helping a good cause with our time, our physical effort. وَفْعَلُوا khair. Do something good. لَعَلَّكُمْ تُفْلِحُونَ So that you can be successful. Because you see, when a person is helping others, he's doing something good, then what does he receive? Allah's help. 
Allah's help He receives. And when we just live our own lives in a small shell, in a small bubble, then what happens? We become selfish, we are only concerned about ourselves, and what do we lose? The help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, وَفْعَلُوا الْخَيْرِ لَعَلَّكُمْ تُفْلِحُونَ They also help us manage our time. If we automatically start filling in the gaps between our salah, if our entire structure is based on what times do we have to pray salah, what times are we going to give to Qur'an, what time are we going to give to one thing or the other, it automatically makes us more productive because we start filling in the gaps in our times with something useful and something that we actually need to get done. Alhamdulillah. You know, recently I attended uh, the Takmil of Surah Al-Baqarah in um, the TQE that's going on during the week. And I was envious, man. I was jealous, literally, in a good way. Because each group was assigned a project that they had to, you know, choose one way of khair and together they had to work on it. And subhanAllah, it was beautiful because each group worked in such beautiful ways. Like for example, one group, they got together, they went to a food bank and they, you know, helped sort the food and pack it and serve it and even bring it. They spent the, you know, several days of March break over there. Right? This is khair. وَفْعَلُوا khair. And I think inshallah such homework should also be given over here. Right? Because, you know, sometimes we do it out of our own willingness. It comes naturally. But other times we kind of have to force ourselves. You know, we believe that yes, giving food to others is good. Helping other people is good. Yeah, I help my mom do the dishes sometimes. Right? And I help dad with the car sometimes. But beyond that also, there is good that we can do. وَفْعَلُوا الْخَيْرَ لَعَلَّكُمْ تُفْلِحُونَ And we might think that if we start doing good things like volunteering somewhere, we won't have any time. The fact is that if you do good, you will be successful. Allah will put barakah in your time. Good. Either the group has changed or not. The students have changed, but mashallah she is doing it. And I really love her. Sister Saba, mashallah. From last two years she is doing it. Alhamdulillah. Barakallahu fiha. وَجَاهِدُوا فِي اللَّهِ حَقَّ جِهَادِهِ وَجَاهِدُوا and all of you strive. Not some of you. What does Allah say? جَاهِدُوا All of you together strive. Not even one person should stay behind. All of you strive. فِي اللَّهِ In the cause of Allah. Meaning for His pleasure. For His deen. How should you strive? حَقَّ جِهَادِهِ As is the right of striving. Meaning, don't strive for the cause of Allah half-heartedly, as if you're dead, as if you have no energy, as if you have no life. No. Strive as you should be striving. Strive as you should be striving. You know, for example, if you're going to university and you have your midterms coming up, how do you study for that? Yeah, I think I've seen the book. Yeah, I think I went to most of the lectures. I think I attended most of the classes. Yeah, when is the exam? This week, next week. And which book is it from and how many pages and how many chapters? Is this how we study for an exam at, at school? No. Allah says, وَجَاهِدُوا فِي اللَّهِ حَقَّ جِهَادِي When it comes to the deen of Allah, give it its due haqq also. When it comes to university, we're very particular. But when it comes to a juz test, why is it that the night before we're asking, which ayah does it end at? Which half juz is it? What does this word mean? You know, sometimes I'm amazed. 
that mashallah your group in charge is how they're sitting and making sure that you know the meaning of every word. This is like you're being given a cheat sheet. Right? You're being told, these words will come, and these are the meanings of the words, and these are the possible questions. This is not studying for a test. This is, honestly, is this how you would study at university? Is this how you would study at high school? Then why is it that when it comes to the Qur'an, we think, oh, it's okay, no big deal. This is not haqqa jihadi. This is not right. It's really not right. If this is how we're treating the book of Allah, if this is how we're studying for the exams, or if this is how we're taking the assignments for the book of Allah, then what kind of love do we claim for the religion of Allah? This is frightening. وَجَاهِدُوا فِي اللَّهِ حَقَّ جِهَادِ Allah is telling us, strive in His cause the way you should be striving. And what is jahidu? From juhd. And juhd is wus'a, the capacity that a person has. Taqa, the ability, the strength that a person has. And jahad, what is jahad? To struggle hard, to strive, to apply oneself with strength. Meaning give your maximum you know, ability. Whatever is within your ability, give it, do it. Don't sit back. Don't be laid back. Don't be lazy when it comes to the religion of Allah. Strive as you ought to strive. Strive in the way, in the manner that Allah deserves that you should strive for Him. Your striving in the way of Allah should be with sincerity. What is it that Allah deserves? That when you strive in Allah's way, you should do so with sincerity, with dedication, with maximum effort, as Allah has asked, with ihsan, not half-heartedly. You know, for example, if I showed up one Saturday, and then the next Saturday I didn't show up, and I called in five minutes before the class, oh, I'm busy, I can't come. Would that be fair for you? Then is that fair when a student doesn't show up or a group in charge doesn't show up? Is that fair? You know, if I take this class lightly and if I don't show up regularly and if I don't prepare and I don't teach you properly, this is injustice towards all of you. Right? But even when one student or one group in charge doesn't take their role properly, this is an injustice to the entire group. The responsibility doesn't just lie on my shoulders. It lies on every single one of us. Because together we are serving the book of Allah. Together we are trying to understand the Qur'an so that we can bring it into our lives. We can improve our lives and we can improve the lives of the people that we live with. This is a team effort, a group effort, and every single person needs to take this cause seriously. Treat the Qur'an the way it deserves to be treated. Treat this duty, this role, as it deserves to be treated. Because you know that if we worked at some other place, the way we work here, that work would not be acceptable. We would be fired the next day. We would be expelled from the school the next day. Right? So why is it that we take this matter so lightly? وَجَاهِدُوا فِي اللَّهِ حَقَّ جِهَادِ This is our commitment with Allah. We want ajr from Allah. Look at what Allah has given us. The whole earth He has subjected for us. How many blessings Allah has given us in our life. Can we not dedicate some time to study His words? Give them the haqq? وَجَاهِدُوا فِي اللَّهِ حَقَّ جِهَادِ We're asking Allah for Jannah by this effort? This effort? We're dreaming of Jannah? جَاهِدُوا فِي اللَّهِ حَقَّ جِهَادِ Why are you being lazy? Why are you holding back? هُوَ جِتَبَاكُمْ He has chosen you. 
He has selected you. Ijtabajimba wow is to select someone from a group. Imagine the millions of people that live. Allah has given you tawfiq to spend two days learning His book. You know, sometimes when I tell people I have a class Saturday, Sunday, they're like, every Saturday, Sunday? I'm like, yeah, kind of, except for the long weekends. And honestly, you know when you think about it, you realize that you could never have done this yourself. You could never have done this yourself, that every Saturday, Sunday for the past three years doing it? Not possible. Allah chose you. He gave you ability to do this. This is why you're doing it. So you're doing it, take it seriously. Do it properly. Do it with ihsan. Do it beautifully, so that you get something out of it. tabakum. And this beautiful deen that Allah has given to us, وَمَا and not جَعْلَ He has made عَلَيْكُمْ on you فِي الدِّينِ in the deen مِنْ Any difficulty. This deen, it's not meant to make our lives difficult. It's meant to make our lives easy. Any problem that you could possibly be in, in the religion there is a way out. If a person commits a sin, what's the way out? Tawbah. Right? Istighfar. Kafara. There's always a way out. There is no constriction, no difficulty in the deen. There's always an alternate. What is this deen? Millata abikum Ibrahim. It's the religion of your father Ibrahim. Who is Ibrahim? Khalilullah. Allah's friend. You are in his footsteps. Do you realize what you're going towards, what you're working towards? You want to be Allah's friend. Like Khalilullah was, Ibrahim was. This is the way of Ibrahim. Take this matter seriously. Huwa sammakumul muslimin. Allah, He sammakum, He has named you muslimin, Muslims. He has given you this title. He has called you Muslim. Who is Muslim? The one who submits. So show submission to Allah. Show submission to Allah. Allah has honored you with this title. But unfortunately, we take pride in other titles. We take pride in calling ourselves, you know, a Sunni or a Shiri or something else or something else. But what is the title that Allah chose for us? What is the title that Allah chose for us? Muslim. Take pride in this title. Min qabl before, meaning for every ummah, those who believed in Allah, those who strove in His way, they were called Muslim. Wafi hadha, and also in this, meaning also in this religion. So strive in Allah's way. Give the striving its due right. Do it properly. Liyakuna rasul. Because remember that eventually the messenger will be shaheedan alaykum, a witness over you. On the day of judgment, the Prophet ﷺ is going to bear witness that he delivered the Qur'an to us, that he delivered Allah's message to us. وَتَكُونُوا And you have to be shuhada'a, witnesses, ala nas over people. On the day of judgment, you have to bear witness against the people. Against the people meaning against every nation. That the message was conveyed to them. The prophets were sent to them. So we have a heavy responsibility. This deen is an amana that has been given to us to pass on to others, to live by. This is the path to our success. This is the path that will take us to Allah's pleasure. And we are answerable for it on the Day of Judgment. فَأَقِيمُ الصَّلَاةِ So, how do you make it better? How do you make the striving easy? Establish the prayer. If you're finding... Anything of the deen difficult, then start by working on your salah. Aqimus salah. Wa'atuz zakah. And also give the zakah. Give charity. Because charity, what does it do? What does it do? 
Exactly, it extinguishes the fire of our sins. وَاَعْتَصِمُوا بِاللَّهِ And hold on to Allah for strength. Hold on to Allah. Because you cannot go even a minute in doing something good except with Allah's help. So hold on to the source of strength. Hold on to Him. Don't let go of Him. Find shelter, find refuge, find safety by calling on to Him. هُوَ مَوْلَاكُمْ Why hold on to Him? Because He is your mawla, He is your protector. فَنِعْمَ الْمَوْلَى What an excellent protector He is. He will protect you. You have fears? You're worried? Don't worry. Allah will protect you. Allah will take care of the affairs. وَنِعْمَ النَّصِيرِ And what an excellent helper He is. You're finding this cause difficult? Ask Allah for more help. Allah will make a way. He is the best helper. He is the best one to help you. Let's listen to the recitation of these verses quickly. Ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu ka'u wasjudu wa'abudu rabbakum wa'abudu rabbakum wa'afalu al-khayra la'allakum tuflihun wa'jahidu fi Allahi haqqa jihadih وَجَتَبَاكُمْ وَمَا جَعَلَ عَلَيْكُمْ فِي الدِّينِ مِنْ حَرَجٍ مِلَّةَ أَبِيكُمْ إِبْرَاهِيمَ وَسَمَّاكُمُ الْمُسْلِمِينَ مِنْ قَبْلُ وَفِي هَذَا لِيَكُونَ الرَّسُولُ شَهِيدًا عَلَيْكُمْ لِيَكُونَ الرَّسُولُ شَهِيدًا عَلَيْكُمْ وَتَكُونُوا شُهَدَاءَ عَلَى النَّاسِ فَأَقِيمُوا الصَّلَاةَ وَآتُوا الزَّكَاةَ وَاعْتَصِمُوا بِاللَّهِ هُوَ مَوْلَاكُمْ فَنِعْمَ الْمَوْلَى وَنِعْمَ النَّصِيرُ So this is the message of Surah Al-Hajj. That everyone needs to look at themselves. Their salah, their striving in Allah's cause. This is a huge responsibility that we need to take seriously. Where it brings a lot of benefits, it's also a huge responsibility that we will be questioned about. Subhanakallahumma bihamdik, nashadu an la ilaha illa anta, nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilayk. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.